Find us at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CosmicPotatoNetwork.com. Isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? You ready? I was born ready. Alrighty then. Hold on to your butt. For more than five years, they've been entertaining you with their discussions on classic films, Marvel, Star Wars, and more. Did we just become best friends? Yep! Now, in a time of gatekeepers and toxic fandom, they are waving the banner of inclusion, opening the conversation, and letting all perspectives be heard. Welcome to the party, pal! Welcome to Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Fascinating. Keep the change, you filthy animal. Hey everybody, and welcome to my favorite podcast, Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. My name is Sean Ray. That'd be me? Okay. Uh, hi, he's he's Rick. Oh no, oh no, I'm Rick. <laughs> I am Brandon. And I'm Virginia. All right, we're gonna we're gonna get right into our subject because I truly have no idea how long it's gonna take, and and uh, I have a couple things that we can do uh, towards the end of the show if we have some time. But uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna be ranking the Marvel Cinematic Universe, kind of like the way that we usually do with side fighters, but instead of saying who would win in a fight between these two characters, we'll just take two movies and we'll talk about them. And we'll decide which movie we think is better. So what I've done, we'll do we'll do phase one and phase two on this episode, and we'll save phase three for another episode because it's, just, it's so many movies. I don't think we'll be able to do them all in one in one show. And to make it fair, I didn't make a bracket because it would be very easy for me to put two movies against each other that I know the one that I want to win would win. Like if I want. Infinity War to win a certain round, I could put it up against, uh, you know, uh, Thor. Uh, what was the, what Dark was the World? second Thor movie? Yeah, Dark World. And I could put it up against that, and I know that it would probably win. So I didn't do that. What I did is I took all the movies and I put them on little pieces of paper, and I'm going to draw two of them out, and then we'll talk about those two, and then whichever wins will go on to the next round, and the other one will be discarded. So, our first two movies from Marvel Phase 1, I'm going to draw them out, will be Thor versus Iron Man. Well, this one's easy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's talk How long do you it. want this show to be? <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it. Like I said, if if we blow through it, I've got some other stuff we can do at the end. But uh Rick, which which one of these movies is better? And give me at least one reason why. <laughs> okay. Uh okay. Iron Man was so much better than it had any right to be than we anyone expected it to be. Uh you know, at the time, Robert Downey Jr. I feel myself channeling Joe Crow all of a sudden. <laughs> the air. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to imagine this now, but at the time, Robert Downey Jr., his main reputation was as a recovering addict who had kind of screwed up his career and screwed up his life and was more of a punchline than than the, you know, megastar he is now. So 
you know, one, Iron Man was not necessarily, you know, he. I knew who Iron Man was. I grew up seeing the Iron Man cartoons and stuff. But my main exposure to Iron Man was um, there's a oh, what's what's it Wizard Toys or there, there's a magazine that does toy reviews and uh, they they may be online now um, and they they had a, a a monthly in their monthly issue they had like they would do a comic using Mego action figures mm-hmm. kind of like what Robot Chicken does I think I think that may have been one of the inspirations for Robot Chicken but it was you know it was just a it was just in a magazine so it was all just still pictures and they were always making huge jokes about. Iron Man slash Tony Stark being a raging alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so this this was where I was at when Iron Man came out. And then we I went and saw the movie and it and yeah, you know, and, and and like the rest of the world it blew me away. It was an amazing film. Robert Downey Jr. was inc- I can't imagine anyone else playing Tony Stark now. Um you know, the ending got a little formulaic. I was kind of disappointed with that. But overall, the movie was just incredible. Um, you know, I haven't watched it in, you know, however many years. So I'm not sure how, the, how well the, the, the effects hold up. But I'm sure they're fine. Um, you know, and then... Uh, uh, oh, there it is. Okay. And then, uh, you know, a couple, couple years later, we get Thor. And I am a huge fan of Norse mythology. I'm a huge fan of Norse culture, of the Vikings, etc. And so, yay, Thor! Now, I had I knew even less about Thor than I did about Iron Man when Thor came out. And I'm sorry. It, you know, uh, there were a few fun moments, you know, where was throwing coffee cups and bring me another one. And, <laughs> and uh, you know... Anthony Hopkins, even when he phones it in like he did in Thor, is still in, you know fun to watch. Um, but overall, I found Thor to be thoroughly boring and uninteresting, and I saw it once, and I've never gone back and never really wanted to. Uh, so I've got to say Iron Man beats Thor in this instance. Okay. Virginia, what about you? Um. Now, you've watched the whole thing like recently, right? I've watched all of the movies probably within the last year, and they all kind of tumble together. (laughs) I personally am a fan of Chris Hemsworth, so like Thor gets a little leading edge for me there, (laughs) along with Idris Elba and Natalie Portman. I mean, really, you got a lot to look at there. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to say right there, like... (laughs) Yes, they are all beautiful in that movie. Like, <laughs> as a man who is very happily married, I'm just saying, they are all beautiful in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously, Iron Man kicked everything off and, like, was really great. I'm just, I just have a soft spot for hotness, I guess. Sorry. <laughs> hey, that's okay. <laughs> I, you know, you're not wrong. Although, I will say, and granted that, you know, this is getting dangerously close to the reverse racism argument, but there were some shots both in Thor and especially in Thor two, which I know I'm getting a little ahead of things here, but that were bordering on, if not exploitative of Mr. Hemsworth. Oh, I'm sure. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I, Him, but he wasn't. And that's the problem uh, that, you know, I noticed it and I was like, that shot really wasn't necessary. And, and I later saw that he was a little uncomfortable with some of the stuff they asked him. To. I did not know that part. 
Yeah, me either. Yeah, I mean, Womp, go, going into uh, Age of Ultron, there was some stuff that happened in Age of Ultron. He didn't. He's like, why do I have to take my shirt off so much? It was that bathtub scene. The bathtub uh, scene, yeah. Showing bathtub Ragnarok. Scene. Yeah, yeah. Surprisingly, I don't <laughs> remember that. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't done very well. And Joss Whedon didn't even want to put that in there, but was kind of forced to. What about you, Brandon? Well, I'm going to have to go with the better movie is Iron Man because it kicked the whole thing off. Um, I feel like Thor, not that it wasn't a well-crafted movie, because it, it was a well-crafted movie, I mean, and we get Loki out of it, and I mean, there's a lot of good things that come from Thor, but there was there was no chemistry at the time between the ac- actors. Uh, Natalie Portman, from everything that I read, she just hated it, which kind of shocks me to find out that she is back, coming back for Love and Thunder, but... Uh, I, I just did not feel the uh, the chemistry amongst all of the other things that have been said. The chemistry between the actors was not there, and that's something that his that Iron Man had really well. I feel is it had some really good chemistry. It had some. Uh, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark and was oozing charisma out of every orifice, and so. Uh, that compared to compared to Iron Man, Thor just fell flat in that aspect. Yeah, and I, I've got to go with Iron Man because I just think Iron Man is a better movie between the two the two movies. I think that Iron Man is a better movie. Thor is really like a a fish out of water movie, and I'm not really crazy about those kinds of things. Um, again, not not <laughs> not all of these. We didn't really need a. Um, origin story for all of these characters uh but you know that's what we got with thor and i guess thor is one of those characters that there's a lot of people that would go see the movie that may have not have ever read a comic uh so they might have needed it and plus the first avengers movie the plot kind of hinged on what happened in thor you know so but as far as a better movie i think iron man was a better movie so well i and also you know, I, I I have a lot of friends who are comics fans, so I know about a lot more about comics than I than you know by, than someone who doesn't read comics like I don't yeah. should. And you know, if they're not going to give us the actual Thor from the comics who needed an origin story, just a god from Asgard is sufficient. We didn't need a whole movie. I've I've been kind of saying this out. You know, what I saw in Thor was that. Uh, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about this again with another character. Um, Thor is great as a supporting character. I don't think, at least I didn't think until Ragnarok, that the character could carry a movie on its own, on his own. Right. Like okay. All right. So Thor moves on to the next round. I'm going to pull two more movies out from Phase no, One. Iron Man moves on to the next round. Huh? What? What? Iron Man moves on. Iron Man, Iron Man. moves on to the next round. <laughs> That's what I meant. That's what I meant. <laughs> the next two movies will be. The Incredible Hulk versus Captain America, the first Avenger. Virginia, why don't you go first this time? Um, I would go with Captain America because basically I don't remember anything about that Hulk movie. Um, but also, except for the weird CGI face stuff, I didn't know... Like, first of all, I didn't know anything about Captain America, so this was all really cool, like, 
learning about, you know, this great comic book hero. But yeah, I just, I liked that. I liked and remembered the story. So um, unfortunately, not really enough to really go into specifics, apparently. Um, <laughs> I just really didn't, I didn't care for the, the fake CGI face at the beginning. That was disconcerting. Now, I will say that um, The Incredible Hulk is the best Hulk movie that we had gotten up to that point because the Ang Lee Hulk was awful. <laughs> you know, uh, setting the bar kind of low there. But yeah. right. <laughs> I thought, I thought Ed Norton, I've always been an Ed Norton fan. I, I like him. Um, I thought that he did a good job in this mo- in that movie. I think apparently that, he was really hard to work with. Yeah. And I also heard that he basically rewrote the entire script because he would just go in and say, I'm not doing it this way. Either I rewrite it or we're not doing it, you know? So I think that's why we didn't see him again <laughs> after that. But, uh, to tell you the truth, I almost always forget about this as being an MCU movie. And I think that they could, they could write it off as not being one. If they didn't put the Tony, Tony Stark was at the end of the movie, right? It was, was it Tony or was it uh, Jackson? It was Tony. It was Stark. Okay. Yes, yeah, so Stark. So then he uh, he shows up and says, "Hey, I'm I'm putting the team together and everything." So that's that's what ties it into the MCU. But um, but again, as far as being a better movie, Captain America: The First Avenger, not only a better movie in those in those two, I argue that that's the best movie of Phase One, Captain America: The First Avenger. So. Um, and yeah, I'm just like Virginia. I didn't know a ton about Captain America when I went to see that movie, uh, but it was. I mean, it, it was. It, it's a captivating movie. I like it. I like the way that they uh, that they got him into the uh, the main timeline. You know, it was uh, it was good. I liked it. So if you if if you hear faintly in the background, you'll hear my grandson screaming because he doesn't want to go to bed. So okay, <laughs> <laughs> Brandon, go ahead. I, you know, I'm going to have to, so I've got this, I've got this rubric that I kind of use when I, when I have to pit two Marvel movies against each other, because I enjoy them all. I, if I was given the choice between a Marvel movie and, a, and a, another movie, most of the time I'm going to go for the Marvel movie, mm-hmm. um, just because I just enjoy those popcorn kind of flicks. Um, so I've, in my rubric that I usually use when I'm trying to go with two Marvel movies head to head. I, I compare the stories, the originality, the villain, and then I always just throw in a bonus point because depending on how I'm feeling at that moment, right? Um, and so on the story, I loved the story of Captain America. Mm-hmm. The Incredible Hulk story was... I, it was not good. It was not good. I mean, Ed Norton needed to not rewrite that script. Unless, he, <laughs> unless maybe, I don't know, maybe he saved it from what it was and at that point that movie just needed not to be made yeah uh but the story 100 percent goes to captain america the originality uh, neither of them are really original they're based on old comics right but the way that they handled captain america i really liked that the it, it felt like a fresh take on him it, it the origin story for captain america was pretty good yeah we, we we hear the origin a lot but he didn't just start out as this bastion of hope he you saw how he earned it 
right. and he, it made him a more impactful character. So I, you know, the originality I would go with Captain America. The villain, I mean, Red Skull it beats Abomination hands down every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the bonus point, I love, I just, I just love Captain America, uh, the first Avenger. I, I've been tempted so many times. My wife's grandma loves World War II films. Loves them. She just watches them all day long, every day. Guns of Navarone, I can quote most of that movie because when we were living with her uh, after she broke her leg, it was just like that was on all day, every day. Um, <laughs> but I've been tempted to be like, maybe I could turn on Captain America because until the very end when there's laser guns, this is a World War II film. I think I think she might like this one. <laughs> no, I, I, I've never had the guts to try it, but... <laughs> Ask her if she likes Father Goose, and if she does, tell her you've got a friend who who, who loves it. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll have to ask her. I, that's it, one that I haven't seen, but her DVD collection was limited. It, it's a Cary Grant movie that very few people our age has even heard of, but it's a wonderful movie. <laughs> All right. So, well, yeah. you're my age. I said you guys probably don't even know who the hell Cary Grant is. Children. <laughs> oh, come on. How dare you, sir? How dare you? I uh, one of the funny things is that uh, Cary Grant is the is one that my wife's grandma's always like now now who was his wife again who was his wife so it was Anne Bancroft right um, or am I thinking Mel Brooks I think you're thinking Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks so. I don't remember who Cary Grant Barbara Grant Harris was. I don't know I don't even I don't even know that she is uh, an actress or anything but she would always ask that she she knew her from something. Okay. So, anyway, that just sorry. <laughs> funny, funny connection is all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What about you, Rick? All right, I am going to. I, 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 I'll cut to the chase. I agree with y'all. The Incredible Hulk is not in any way up, it, it, even close to uh, Captain America first first Avenger. Um, but I enjoyed it. Um, not enough to ever watch it again. But after Hulk which I'm not going to say was bad. I think it, it I, I don't think Ang Lee did a bad job with the movie. He was just the, almost the most wrong person to do a Hulk movie. You know, he tried to give it a soul and a story and, and depth and meaning. And it's the fucking Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Hulk smash. Exactly. And that's what we got in the incredible Hulk. We got Hulk smash. And I have, I appreciated it for that. Him taking two tanks and putting them in the boxing glove was freaking awesome. Um, <laughs> but, you know, the rest of the movie is utterly forgettable. Uh, now, I have heard a lot of people say that Captain America the First Avenger was boring. I disagree wholeheartedly. Who are you talking to? I, I, uh, we're, we're nerds. We, we live around all people who love to complain about everything. Um I, you know, I, I will admit, again, this is kind of trying to crank my brain back to, to the thinking at the time the movie came out. And it was like, Chris Evans is Captain America. I'm like, the Human Torch is Captain America? Okay. The evil ex-boyfriend. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, that was, that was uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie now. Scott Pilgrim. Scott Pilgrim, thank you. <laughs> I could see everyone in the movie but except the title. Um, you know, and so I was I was a bit uh, uh skeptical because, you know, I thought he was fine as the as the human torch, but you know, that character is anything but heroic, especially in the two movies he was in. He was just, you know, kind of a smart ass teenager. Um 
so I, you know, I wasn't particularly expecting amazing things out of Chris Evans, and amazing is exactly what we got out of him, even through, you know, the the CGI little skinniness of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I, you know, I, I feel for for Evans because he has got to be so glad to be done living in a freaking gym for the last decade. <laughs> True. <laughs> um, you know, but I, you know. I'll admit the the plot got a little it, it, it dragged a little bit at some of the moments, um, but again, I came into it knowing the only thing I knew about Cap was from the Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, it, it, you know when Captain, Captain America Monroe. throws his mighty shield. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, I I wasn't you know it wasn't like Superman or Batman or Spider Man's origin story. I didn't mind seeing where Cap came from because that wasn't. You know, he, he's not as ingrained, or at least at the time, wasn't as ingrained in American, you know, culture, uh, pop culture as he is now. And so, I, you know, when a when an origin story is necessary and they do it well, I don't mind. I'm well on the record of saying, you know, we don't need to see another Spider-Man origin movie. We all know Superman. We all know Batman. We all know. But Cap, I was fine with. Iron Man, I was fine with. You know, didn't mind seeing where they came from. Um, so... While I don't think the Incredible Hulk get, deserves quite the, the, the drubbing it gets, definitely in this pairing, Captain America First Avengers wins. Okay. And that's my brother in the chat, uh, Joe, um, Jonathan Ray, saying Blade and Blade 2. <laughs> no, we're not talking about those two movies. They're not in the MCU. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> I didn't have my comments turned on. Um, okay, so it, the, the, the last of Phase 1, and then we'll do Phase 2. We've got the Avengers, or Marvel's The Avengers, versus... Or The Avengers Assemble in England, because... Yeah. <laughs> Iron Man 2. I, I mean, I, I, I kind of have a feeling where it's going to go for most of us. I watched Iron Man 2, like, pretty recently. Probably about the time that Disney Plus came out. Because just all of a sudden I had access to all these Marvel movies that I haven't seen in a while. But Iron Man 2 is not a bad movie. It it gets... A lot of people remember it as, well, it's not as good as the first one. Seldom will you ever see a sequel that's as good as the first one. Uh, Really? The the first one has to be good enough for them to want to make sequels of it, you know? (laughs) um, But I watched Iron Man 2, uh, and it's a pretty good movie. And Tony Stark is a mess all the way through that movie. You know, he's... But um, who was the who played the uh, Rourke, Mickey Rourke played the bad Whiplash. guy? Whiplash. Yeah, he did. He did a great job for what they gave him to do. I thought he. I, I don't know what accent did. he was using, but yeah. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of muddled a little bit, but but yeah, uh, but yeah, the Avengers was an event. It wasn't just a. I mean, this was a movie that we were building up to by watching all of these other movies before that. And I think that uh, it paid off. They gave everybody enough to do to where you didn't feel like they were just putting characters in there for them to just be there. You know, they actually gave characters things to do in these movies, or in that movie. So as far as which actual film is better, I think The Avengers was better. And I think that it holds up. You know, it's been eight years since The Avengers came out. You go back and watch it now. The the effects are still really good. The story's pretty good. Um, so yeah, I give it to the Avengers. 
uh, Rick, what you, uh, uh, Brandon, why don't you go first this time? So I, I also would give it to the Avengers uh, based on my rubric, uh, but also based on the fact that we had never really seen anything like the Avengers before. And yes, I'm sure there have been other franchises that have done something similar, but not to the pop culture scale that the Avengers had. And as problematic as he is, Joss Whedon did a great job doing an ensemble film. It was not, it was not a, hey, this one person is the star mm-hmm. and yeah. all of these others are supporting. Because that wouldn't have worked. If that had happened, if that had been the Avengers movies and Captain America had been the star or Tony Stark had been the star, I mean, they, 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 were, they, they were both equally big. And yes, Hawkeye wasn't the star, but Hawkeye didn't have his own, his right. own movie. Yeah. Um, everybody who had who had their own movies kind of got equal billing in this, and which I was really impressed with. Um, yeah, so I would I'd have to give it to the Avengers just because it was, like you said, it was an event, it was a build up, and I had never seen anything like it before. Rick, what about you? I think this is a grossly unfair challenge. <laughs> <laughs> I understand there's no way around it, but um, you know that's why I made it random. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think any of these movies could have stood up against the Avengers. Um, yeah, I enjoyed Iron Man 2. I, again, it's a movie that I think got way more flack than it deserved. Um, I liked something that the, that the Marvel films and presumably the comics also do where you've got villains who aren't completely wrong. Hmm. You know, they, they, you know a, a lot of times I have groused about seeing the backstory of a villain and not caring. You know, I don't think we the world is any better for knowing where Darth Vader came from. But Darth Vader was intended to be, you know, a, 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 you know, black and white two dimensional ultimate bad guy and giving him depth just made, just, just took away some of that power, but whiplash and, you know, and later on we'll see with, uh, with Killmonger and, you know, the Marvel was really good and correct me if I'm if I'm making an assumption jumping from the movies to the comics, but you know whereas Marvel went all right, we're going to make superheroes with flaws. We're also going to make villains who aren't all bad either. And I think that we saw that with Whiplash. He you know his his actions were wrong. The choices he made were were incorrect or or illegal or whatever. But technically. <laughs> <laughs> but he was not wrong, you know, and I liked that aspect of it. Um, but again, yeah, like, you know, like Brandon said, we, we have not, we had not seen anything on the scale of the Avengers done well. You know, I can't think of any examples of, of, of uh, studios trying something like that, which is evidence in itself that it never worked before. Yeah. Um, you know, we're how many series can you look at? One, two, three, four, five, uh, six movies, and say even the worst one was still enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Um, and you know, also I agree. You know, Joss Whedon. At the time, I loved Joss Whedon. Uh, now I see. You know, he, he was he's. Like you said, problematic. There, there are but most, but that most of that comes from his writing. When he's directing, ensemble pieces are his ballywick. Nobody does it better. And I even remember 
when I was watching Avengers going, this is amazing. Nobody is, you know, it, 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 like you said, it's not like in the, in the, in the Star Trek, the next generation movies where it was the Picard data show and everybody else was just sort of did cameos throughout the film. He did a really good job of giving everybody plenty of screen time without it feeling like the movie was dragging or overly long or anything. Um, uh, Avengers was a masterwork of, you know, popcorn, but violent, you know, so it's not bridge over the river choir or the English patient or something like that. But damn, that movie was fun. <laughs> and it still is fun. And I, I think it, it, it wins. And the, the audacity of the project and the fact that they pulled it off. And I'm not sure if that was Stan Lee or if that was someone we don't know or if it was a bunch of people working in concert. That's something I've never really heard about is what, you know, we, 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 we hear about Kathleen Kennedy and George Lucas and J. Michael Straczynski on the television side and Joss Whedon, on, you know, in his, his shows. Stan Lee was the face of all of this, but I don't know how much he was directly involved in it. I think it, by were, that time he was more of a, more of a figurehead. Yeah. And else. so, there were some incredibly far-sighted, uh, competent people involved in in this entire project, and that's almost unheard of in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. So what uh, what I've heard about this was that John Favreau, who directed the first Iron Man movie, mm-hmm. said because back then the first Iron Man movie was not owned by Disney; it yeah. was still just Marvel Studios. Right. And so. Uh, John Favreau said, "Hey, I've got this idea, and let's let's try this." And they they did it. But he's more he's loved doing indie and just passion projects anyway. And so it, he it was kind of his brainchild. But then he worked with like Kevin Feige uh, after the Disney acquisition to be like, "Here, you take the reins and you execute. Here's this great idea, but you're going to be the execution guy." And so. It, it, okay. it was a partnership. There was Jeff Lowe was kind of involved, but then they spun out the TV because Ike Perlmutter is a piece of work. Um, so, and he, he, he was the old Marvel guy and had the TV stuff. And so it, it was, it, it was going to be just one huge empire with Jeff Loeb and Kevin Feige handling the TV and the movies and working together. And then they just split it off where Jeff Loeb took the TV side and Kevin Feige took the movie side yeah. and Kevin Feige executed much better. So I'm going to okay. give credit to Kevin Feige. Yeah. I didn't realize he was involved that early in the in the, the, the program. I thought he was a fairly recent uh, addition. By the time by the time the first Avengers movie had come out, I think they were they were Disney movies by that point, I believe. Yes, they so, were. Oh, yeah. okay. Virginia, what about you? I mean, really y'all y'all covered most of it. I I liked it. Um, like I said, we we watched all of them within like the past year, so I liked seeing them all together all at once. The opening credits made me laugh because it was a very like zoom in on everyone, so everyone will have their moment, just mm-hmm. like it was in the movie. And um, especially seeing how they'll all interact and knowing that's like kind of going to be their dynamic for all of the Avenger movies that'll come after that. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're moving into phase two now. Uh, our first one is going to be Avengers: Age of Ultron versus Iron Man three. 
<laughs> now look, Iron Man three is not a bad movie. I, I I can't. I mean, I can't say that about any Marvel movie. They're not. None of them are bad movies. But uh, and Age of Ultron is not the best Avengers movie. I it would was, say it's the worst. Yeah, it was. It was a big. I won't say it was a big letdown, but it, going to see that, expecting what I had seen in the first Avengers movie, it was different. You know, it was not nearly as good. It wasn't, uh, like I said, it wasn't bad. It just wasn't as entertaining. Uh, it, it got confusing at some points. Chris Hemsworth all of a sudden needing to take a bath. You know, <laughs> that was the studio. That was because at that point Kevin Feige was kind of fighting over over the creative control of it, and was like, "We need this so that we can do Thor Ragnarok, so we can mm-hmm. shoehorn more stuff in." And so that yeah, that so was we, where we want to work came from. We want to work a couple. We want to work a scene in here and there to kind of foreshadow things that are going to happen in in other movies. And I understand what they were doing. It just it it made. It made the movie kind of confusing to suddenly cut to that, and and we're, I'm still trying to keep up with what's going on. Joss Whedon almost left after over that specifically. Like uh. that was one of the things that he almost quit the movie over, and the studio said, "Nope, you got to do it." And, and then they I- let him do certain things so that he, if he said, "Okay, you do this scene, and we will let you do these things that you want to do," which is kind of what made the movie over bloated and terrible. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know you've got the Avengers basically fighting a bunch of robots, um, which was weird. I mean, the first movie was all, they were fighting aliens. This movie they're fighting robots. <laughs> you know, um, Iron Man three is uh, is kind of strange because for one thing, it's the first time that we see Tony like not in the Iron Man suit a whole lot because by that time it had gotten so expensive to have. T- to have Robert Downey Jr. in the movie, that they're like, by God, if he's going to be in the movie, we're going to show his face more. You know, so we're not going to put him in the suit as much. But we've got to have the Iron Man suit in the movie a lot. So they've got all these scenes of Iron Man suits doing things by themselves. And then by the end of it, you've got, you know, 30 Iron Man suits. <laughs> I think Scott just woke up. Oh, yeah, is he? <laughs> um. So, Virginia, what about you? What do you think? Um, <laughs> I I gotta be honest with you. Like, I I messaged out earlier, and I'm like, what if I just don't care about some of these movies? Basically, Phase Two, I don't care anything about. Like, none of the movies really stick out for me. I don't hate them. I don't love them. I just don't care about them. So, Age of Ultron, I remember not liking as much, but. Iron Man three wasn't wasn't that great either. I just didn't I didn't yeah. like them. I yeah, and your opinion is still valid. Even <laughs> so, but if you had the if you had the if you had the if somebody put a gun to your head and said which movie is better, which one would you say was better? Which one is better? I would say probably probably Age of Ultron. I okay. really did not like Iron Man three. Okay. All right, Rick. What about you? Oh, God. Now, we've gone completely the other end of the spectrum. Instead of trying to compare two good movies, now we're trying to compare two crap movies. Um, Although, okay, uh, again, I I, I stand by what I I, I think I said it earlier. Um, This entire series, the worst movie is better than a lot of movies I've sat through. Yeah. 
Um, so you know, we're 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 now talking. We're we're comparing apples to apples here. Um, I don't think Iron Man three or Age of Ultron are particularly bad movies, but compared to the rest of the series, these are two of the worst. Um, Iron Man three was utterly boring, <laughs> and that is something this kind of movie cannot be. If nothing else, it needs to be a thrill ride. And this, you know, the, you know, when I think of Iron Man three, there's two things that I remember. One was the utterly inexplicable presence of Ben Kingsley in this movie. Ben Uh, Kingsley gets a pass at anything he does though. Yeah. But but what was the whole purpose of putting the character in there? If it was just spoiler alert, if it was just going to be, you know, a red red herring. Yeah. It was a red herring. Um, it was a red herring, not just for the characters in the movie. It was a red herring for the marketing of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Now I will say again, you know, again, I, I, I've got to, I've got to give this caveat for all of these movies. I had no pre, I had no preconceptions going into them because I had never read any of these comics. I didn't know who the Mandarin with Mandarin was at all. I just knew that my comic book friends were like, the Mandarin's going to be in this one. And then they were like, Whoa! you know, the rage was amazing. Um, but and then your the, Asian the, friends are like, "How are they going to do the Mandarin in this day and age?" <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, "Ben Kingsley, what the fuck?" Uh, um, but uh, I, the one thing that made me appreciate this movie more is: Are y'all familiar with how it should have ended on uh, on um, yeah. YouTube? Yeah. Um, when they did, they when they did it, they they showed how much Iron Man three was actually The Incredibles, <laughs> and they went through it scene by scene, and they're like. This is just the Incredibles and 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 the the bad guy. I don't even remember who the real bad guy's name was, but he's like, no, it isn't. And they're like, yes, it is. Look, and they're going through all of this, and, and it's exactly the same as the Incredibles. <laughs> um, and like the the bad guy was was Syndrome because he tried to be Iron Man's sidekick, Tony Stark's sidekick as a kid, and then you know, and then got snubbed, and then went on to become evil and capture him and all this stuff. And there's like, God damn it, it is the Incredibles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Age of Ultron isn't much better, but it's a it's a more enjoyable film. And while overall, it just they, I think they tried to do way too much. Um, and I, you know, it's been eight, I only saw it the one time. Uh, hey, Scott, um, only saw it the one time. And even you know, and I remember it's like, what the hell is going on here? Um, and then, you know, they had all of the robots so that they could kill lots of stuff and nobody has to feel bad because they're killing people. And, you know, but George Lucas had been doing that for two decades at that point. So that's, I don't think that's an unfair, you know, that that I don't think it's fair to criticize a movie for doing that. Um, and there were some nice moments when, when, uh, Cap almost picked up or when, when, uh, yeah, when Cap almost picked up the hammer, was it Cap? Mm -hmm. When Mm -hmm. he picked it up just a little bit and, and the look on Hemsworth's face was priceless you know there were there were moments in all of them that were worth watching but if i have to choose between iron man 3 or age of ultron i'll take age of ultron but only because the guns to my head (laughs) (laughs) and and james spader i mean you got james spader james spader is awesome in everything that i've seen him in he played ultron he He was ultron yeah he was he was ultron and he did ultron creepy yeah like um, oh, that's right. Is it my turn? Yeah, go ahead. Because I'm going to be the dissenting voice. Uh-oh. I I think that 
uh, Age of Ultron, I was so let down. Part of it was because they had James Spader and they completely wasted him. He could have been doing so much more. Those trailers that they had for Age of Ultron were amazing. And I was so excited for creepy James Spader Ultron. And then I didn't get that most of the time. Um, I got that in the scenes that they released in the trailers. And that's kind of, the, I think, the point of it. Uh, around this time, I think, it was when we started getting uh, Marvel fatigue. A lot of people started being like... Because at first, the first, phase one, I think, was like everybody. It was everybody was like, yeah, I'm into these superhero movies. They're pretty cool. And then by the time phase two wrapped up, it was like, oh, eh, it's, it's a superhero movie. I've, you've seen one, you've seen them all. Um, so what, one of the reasons that I like Iron Man 3 so much is because it takes such a serious look. So, I mean, here, Iron Man has done a really good... No, Siri, I'm not talking to you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, Iron Man has done such a good job at taking serious subjects and then just kind of making a superhero movie out of them. You know, in the first one, you've got the ethics of war profiteering. And, I mean, and when I say Iron Man has done such a good job, this was in the comics as well, right? So they've got war profiteering in there. The second one, uh, they had they had the alcoholism, basically. And they, they didn't do it flat-out alcoholism in the movie, but in the comics they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this third one, they're doing mental health and PTSD and how serious that is. And I think a lot of people went to it and was like, no, I just want an Iron Man movie. Fly around, shoot things. Come on. And what they did was they gave a serious mental health movie. Uh, they, they showed what it was like to have some of those issues. Mm-hmm. And, people, and that's not what people went to go see that movie for. Um, the extremist plot line, I, I, in the comics, that's one of my favorite plot lines. I was super excited for the way they were doing that. And then they changed it. So I I didn't love that, but I I really do like Iron Man three as a movie. It it does well as a movie, as a superhero movie. Maybe it takes itself a little too seriously, but as a movie, it's it's a good movie. Where Age of Ultron suffered from lots of studio manipulation and interference of saying, hey, okay, we're going to build this huge franchise, so we need to put these key pieces in place. and so they put the and so they put in the scenes that they didn't want to and there was conflicts between the director and the studio and the, and that was evident in their um Age of Ultron sh- Ultron should have been much scarier as a villain because it shouldn't have mattered what body Ultron was in that should have that, it, like yes that one the one Ultron body was super strong and that was and, and so I'm sure he would prefer that but he's an AI. He should be able to be in all of them and talk out of all of them and use and like basically, basically do an ant swarm kind of thing. He's the queen. He's the uh, queen ant controlling all of the drones and such. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there should have been much more. Uh, there should have been much more to the AI side of that played out. I think because at that point we knew more about AI. Yes. Some of the classic Ultron stories, that's not how Ultron is presented, but that's because back then AI wasn't the same thing. We didn't have a global network of, of data. Yeah. You know, 
I mean, to be fair, they did get one thing right. Ultron spent five minutes on the internet and decided, oh, we got to destroy humanity. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, because for those reasons, I would I would go with Iron Man 3 over Age of Ultron, even though I've been outvoted at this point. But <laughs> principles, principles. Scott, <laughs> what do you think between Avengers Age of Ultron and uh, Iron Man 3? Which one's Iron the better movie? Iron Man 3? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, it's three to two, so. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter because you guys are outnumbered anyway. <laughs> Avengers, <laughs> Avengers moves on. Uh, okay, we gotta we gotta put the gas on a little bit to um, get through the, these next few. So the next round is going to be Captain America: The Winter Soldier versus. And Scott, you weren't here at the beginning, so I put all the titles in a bowl to make them random instead of trying to pick all the. Everything myself. Are we doing all three phases or just? We're two? just doing the first two on this episode. We're going to do a phase three in another episode. Um, Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> I hope I'm, 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 I'm. This one should go pretty quickly. I'm not. Even, I, I'm on record on this show. Thor: The Dark World is my least favorite Marvel movie of the entire series. So, uh, and Captain America: The Winter Soldier. I think is a really good spy movie, uh, as 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 well as being just you know a really good Marvel movie and a good follow up to the first uh, Captain America movie. So I go with Cap. I go with Cap on that one. Scott, what about you? Uh, it's it's really no contest. Uh, it's it's got to be Winter Soldier. It it transcends the uh, the confines of a standard superhero movie and just becomes a great film mm-hmm. uh, for multiple reasons uh thor the dark world i don't know if i can say that it's my least favorite of all the marvel movies uh considering the fact that it's to date it has been difficult for me to get through an ant-man movie awake (laughs) um i don't think that i have succeeded in making it through ant-man and the wasp awake um now it was on tv as we started (laughs) to to be fair uh, considering that this is me, that might not be saying a whole lot. Uh, if you ask my ex-wife, um, one of my favorite hobbies is uh, not staying away through a movie. So it might not be that the Ant-Man movies are bad. It's just that I fall asleep all the time uh, watching movies. I, <laughs> Shane, I Shane's asleep, <laughs> according um, to his comment here. <laughs> and um, we should... <laughs> We should probably point out the fact that, uh, well, there's a reason that I was late to this show, everyone. <laughs> I, I fell asleep. Um, well, you're like me. You work at night. You work nights. and Called you know, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Thor the Dark World, uh, it, was, it was really dry. Yeah, it just, it wasn't exciting it wasn't fun like a lot of the other movies were um it it's definitely strongly in the running for worst mcu villain uh that we've had so far um when they were making the movie they decided well what do people like about the first movie they liked loki and they liked darcy okay uh, well, we need more loki and we need more darcy in this movie and the writers were like um we don't have room 
we're going to have to lose something if we put in more Loki and more Darcy. And they said, lose some villain backstory and development. Who needs it anyway? And that th- this is, in fact, what happened. They removed... Uh, they, they removed villain content from the movies so they could get more comic relief from the supporting characters that the audience liked. Um, it was it was the wrong move. I wasn't sure what that was, Brent. <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I'm making a bracket. Although I, I think it's, I think I'm messed up because we talked about the Avengers. Who did the Avengers go against? It, uh, the, yeah, it was. Uh, shoot, I don't Hulk. remember now. No, the Avengers was no? against. Uh, oh, uh, oh. Uh, it was it was against Iron Man too. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I think we're, I, I I made it too late. Now we can't use it because it wants to split it up. So we're good. <laughs> Virginia, what about you? What you what you think? Well, I mean, at first I was torn because you have two top tier Chris's here, but clearly Captain America is the better Chris, and therefore the better movie. But really, like I love Captain America. He's the best. He's my favorite out of all of the heroes. So. This was the only one out of the whole phase that I was like, this one is good. I like this one. Okay. That's all. All right. <laughs> Brandon? Um, make it short and sweet. Uh, Captain America Winter Soldier was the movie where people were like, oh, superhero movies don't have to just be superhero movies. Yeah. Robert freaking Redford was in a superhero movie and legitimized the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. And Rick? Uh... I gotta say, uh, Thor The Dark World was probably my biggest disappointment of the MCU um, because I was like, I was underwhelmed with Thor but, you know, again, big fan of Norse, Viking gods, stuff like that, and so I was really looking forward to that. Plus, I loved Christopher Eccleston's Doctor Who, and this was long before any of the details of why he left had come out, so it was just great to see him again or I thought it would be and boy, was that movie a, a hot mess and a half. Uh, it was just... And uh, which Skarsgård is it? I can never remember which one is in the MCU. Is it Stellan? Stellan, yeah. yeah. yeah it yeah. is Stellan, okay. Um, I, and even he was just... Everybody in that movie seemed to wonder why the hell they were there. Uh, and and then, you know, the, the ending was one of those things where wow, the entire multiverse is at risk. Where are the other Avengers? Uh, you know, I know that's kind of a running theme in a lot of these solo movies, but that one really, it really stood out that nobody else was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it just, it, it was just, it was just a hot mess. Whereas the Winter Soldier is easily one of the best of the entire series. Um, oh, hang on, everyone. Sharon wants to say goodnight. And Chris, oh. Chris says he really likes the third act of... Uh... Okay. Night-night. Good-night. Good-night. Night-night, baby. All right. Uh, last, uh, all right, last match before we have to decide between the uh, what's going to win for the show. We have uh, Guardians of the Galaxy versus Ant-Man. Oh, let me go first. Let me go first. <laughs> <laughs> go for it, Rick. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> oh man, I hate Ant Man so much. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. I know that that people think he's fun. Uh, I just thought it was 
a really and the, the character I've, I've always hated ant-man i've always thought ant-man was stupid you know i love superman i love comic i know i love superheroes so it's not like i'm all that bent out of shape about not being scientific and stuff but ant-man really pushes my willing suspension of disbelief to the beyond the breaking point and this movie you know first of all paul rudd he's i'm sure he's a lovely person i'm sure he's wonderful but it was so clear to me that like somebody somewhere went we need deadpool without the the swearing and it just didn't work for me um i think the first ant-man was before deadpool wasn't it Mm, I, don't, I don't think 2015, so. July 2015. Yeah, so uh, Deadpool didn't come out until like 2016. Okay, but he was still. But, but he was still. Even I have never. I've never read a comic book, but I knew about Deadpool, and it seemed to me like they were trying to get, trying to do Deadpool without Deadpool. Um, oh, speaking just, of which, Deadpool is playing at my uh, local drive-in theater tonight. <laughs> and I, and I love Deadpool. I I adore the Deadpool, both Deadpool movies. But that's not what we're talking about. Um, I just I, I found the, the 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 inconsistencies of his powers are annoying as hell. Um, the the de aging of Michael Douglas was creepy as bad words. There was just nothing about Ant Man that I liked. Um, whereas Guardians of the Galaxy was more fun than any five other movies you can think of. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, again, the, as little as I knew about like Captain America and Iron Man and stuff like that, I had never heard of the Guardians of the Galaxy before the movie was announced. I didn't even know they were a thing. Um, <laughs> and I fell in love with those characters, uh, you know, especially Rocket and Groot and, you know, and, and uh, um, Zoe Saldana can do no wrong in my book. Uh, so, and, and the same with uh, with uh, Karen Gillan. So, yeah, I think the only person in Guardians of the Galaxy whose performance I wasn't thrilled with was the guy that played Ronan the Accuser, but then he could almost not be in the movie and it wouldn't matter. Uh, so, I just, I you know, my, my, the only thing is every time I watch a Guardians movie, I know that, uh, who's the guy that voices Rocket? Brad, Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I think, and it's it's Danny DeVito. He sounds so much like Danny DeVito to me. <laughs> I just pictured him. But I, I, there is not a, a bad thing in Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, the, the first one, uh, and so there's not a bad thing in that movie. There's not a good thing in Ant Man. So Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. <laughs> All right, Scott. What about you? Um. Well. I, I I think that Rick might be just a little bit hard on Ant Man. I don't know, maybe just a little. Gee, and, and he and he can take and he can take criticism like a champ, you know. <laughs> as as evidence, listeners, by the middle finger that he subtly gave me when I dared <laughs> to say that he might be a little hard on Ant Man. Uh, yes, I agree. If you're going to say that. Uh, uh, Scott Lang has the proportional strength of a spider, which is why he, as a tiny person, can punch out a human. Uh, one, without acting like a needle going through a human. And two, while saying that he still weighs as much as a teeny tiny Paul Rudd, but can punch with the force of a full-size Paul Rudd. Yeah, the science doesn't necessarily line up. I get it. That's fine. 
but you know, on the other side of the coin, uh, if um, if Peter Quill is going to get abducted from Earth at such a young age, and then you jump forward and you see, okay, what's he look? What what is he like as a grown man? Oh. Uh, exactly as if you plucked a human of that age off of Earth and did not have him living in space among aliens for this many years. Uh, that would affect how you grow up. It would affect how you behave. But they they, they force the characterization of, oh, he's he's exactly who he would have been if he hadn't been abducted from Earth, but he just happens to be off Earth. And he has an encyclopedic knowledge of Earth pop culture, even though he hasn't lived there for decades. But that's beside the point. Just it's all 80s. Him, it's all 80s know, culture. So. <laughs> have him know everything about uh, about Earth while he was growing up. Yeah. As though he goes back there all the time. Um, there are oopses and there are mistakes and there are inconsistencies in both movies what I will certainly and you know I think as with most of these brackets that we're doing we could make an entire episode about every pairing that we're that we're bringing up but I will say that Guardians of the Galaxy definitely walks away with this one if for no other reason than the fact that um, it shocked everyone with how good it was being such a little-known comic book property. Um, a lot of the Phase 1 movies did this. I could, they were dealing with second-tier characters from uh, the Marvel uh, stable. Because all, all the big uh, A-list characters had already been sold off to other movie studios. So when Marvel started to make their own movies, they only had their their, their second tier characters to, to work with. And when per- I saw this for the first time as a, as a trailer mm-hmm. and I was sitting in the movie theater next to my dad and, and my dad leans over to me and he says, wait, is this real or are they joking me? Is there, <laughs> is there, is there a really a talking tree and raccoon? <laughs> and I was like, it's a thing. I'm shocked they're doing it, but yes, it's a thing. <laughs> It, it, that was their first go into, um, you, you know what? If if we'd had all the characters available to us, we would never put these guys in a movie. But we're working with what we got, and we need to we need to throw a curveball to really get noticed. And this is going to be the one. So they picked that series and those characters. They put them into a movie, and they knocked it out of the park because, in part no one saw it coming and it worked um and ant-man it was fine but it should have been better for a character with that much history uh so guardians uh guardians gets the point for this one all right what about you? I, I just want to clarify something just really quickly i wasn't criticizing the science i was criticizing the inconsistency of the powers yeah i don't expect science in this stuff but it's like if he's 150 pounds, but half an inch tall, so that he falls through the floorboards of, a, of his apartment, but then weighs as much as, much as, a, of a, as an ant, so that as he after he falls through the ceiling or the, the floor, he lands on a turntable and doesn't even make the, the needle skip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was my problem, is it was like, there was no... Or, or the tank keychain. 
or the tank keychain or the writing on ants. You know, all I needed was like, oh, I hit this button and I can control my mass. I would have been fine with it. But there was none of that. It was just he was whatever they needed the scene to be at the time with absolutely no. It's like Rick has never read any Ant-Man before. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Virginia, what's your vote? <laughs> um. Like I said, I didn't. I didn't really care about any of these movies, but I do like um, Zoe Saldana and Kristen Gillen. So um, I'll go with Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Okay, and Brandon. Sorry, I wish I could care more. I just don't. No. Well, I'll be the I'll be the dissenter again. I'm going to give this one to Ant Man, not because it was a better movie. But well, it might have been. So I kind of wonder if Guardians of the Galaxy wasn't as good of a movie as everyone remembers. Uh, be, and I, I liken it to uh, to the book Ready Player One. Everyone loves the book Ready Player One, but when you read the book Ready Player One, it's actually not that good. The reason it's, it's good, the reason it's good, and the reason it's fun is it co-ops all of our nostalgia for all of our nerdy properties. And we're and so it by association gets those emotional feelings that we did. Guardians of the Galaxy did the same thing for us with the music and the pop culture references. Uh, and so I, I don't, I, I didn't, I don't love that. Uh, I don't love what it did with the Nova Corps because the Nova Corps is awesome, but it uh, they destroyed it essentially. And okay, maybe we get. Maybe we'll get something out of the ashes of the what was the Nova Corps. We'll get something cool out of it, but I doubt it. Um, whereas Ant Man was just a fun movie. Now I will say Ant Man sucked at having consistent rules. The rules were not consistent, and that drives me nuts. Uh, but uh, also Guardians of the Galaxy. I also feel like Guardians of the Galaxy was a turning point for the MCU. Because after it's like they learned the wrong lesson, Guardians of the Galaxy had a lot of snarky comments in it and snarky jokes, and everyone loved that. And so now, if you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, everything after the Guardians of the Galaxy has to have some snarky comments. And yeah, I mean, especially Thor Ragnarok. You look at how Thor Ragnarok changed and is essentially a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy now. So, anyway, I'm going to go for Ant-Man just because my vote doesn't matter. It's, it's so much like uh, voting in November. I'm going <laughs> I'm I'm to say Guardians just because I, I, I really, really enjoyed Ant-Man. I liked, I mean, we'll get, we'll get into it, but I liked the second Ant-Man better. But uh, the first Ant-Man I thought was really good. The inconsistencies in his powers didn't bother me, even though I did notice them. Um I didn't really care for the ending that much, but Guardians was completely different than anything that Marvel had done. For one thing, it wasn't a superhero movie; it was a comic book movie. It was a science fiction movie, but it wasn't. They weren't superheroes, you know. And um, and I just I think I think it's a better movie. So I'm going to move it on to the next round. Now, what we do is we've already talked about these movies, so we're just going to vote, okay? I'm just going to pull out two two movies and we'll decide which ones are better to move on, okay? So, Avengers Age of Ultron versus The Avengers. <laughs> Do you really need to ask? <laughs> this one might be unanimous. I, I, does, does everybody agree that Avengers is better than Age of Ultron? Yes. So yeah. say we all. 
Okay. Uh, next one. Captain America, the first Avenger. Versus. If this is Winter Soldier, no, I'm going to. Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> uh, first Avenger. Uh, first Avenger. Yeah, Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm that one's a lot closer, but yeah. I'm agreeing with that. Yeah. <clears throat> I had to stop thinking. If, if that had been Winter Soldier, that would have sucked. They're, they're completely different. I would have questioned how you shuffled those. Yeah. I just shook the ball up. Okay. Then we've got Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Versus, I don't even remember what's left. Let's see. Versus uh, Iron Man. Ooh. Oh. Okay. This is this is probably the hardest matchup that you've given us the entire yeah. re- the entire thing. I the, get it. The first film versus the uh, the best film. The best I'm, going, yeah. I'm going to put my vote with Cap. Yep. Me, yeah. me too. Civil Again, War. this one's very, very close because not just because Iron Man was the first one, but because it's a, a really fine film. But Winter Soldier, you got to bring a whole lot of extra to beat that one. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step into Brandon's shoes here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Iron Man. Not that it matters, but I, I think that uh, being first and setting the template and setting it so well gives it an edge. Okay. I'm going to go with actually with Iron Man as well. So I guess you really did step into my shoes. Uh, <laughs> so just we, because just because it's all on its own. Like, you don't have to know anything else to yeah, be able to watch it. So we've got two two Iron Man and three Cap. So, uh, okay. The next <laughs> I'm one. losing a lot tonight. Is this why you asked me on? <laughs> Captain America, the first Avenger versus the Avengers. Oh, fuck. No. I like this one. Avengers. Um, Avengers. I think. Yeah, I think the Avengers is a better movie. Not uh, really. I I don't. But I think if you know, if we ha- we that's the whole point of this is we have to choose one of those two. Yeah. I I think you know, it it might actually be a better movie. You know, on its face, but uh, you you can't ignore the fact that it was more or less the first movie to pull off what it tried to do which is to act as a sequel to multiple movies all at the same time. Bring that many large characters together from other movies. Okay, so we're saying the Avengers? Yep. Yeah. Okay, so now you've got the last round. We've got the Avengers. Captain America, the Winter Soldier. <laughs> I go with Avengers. It's, it's still just a, you know, a... a whisper thin margin it's like the difference between blazing saddles and young frankenstein they're both masterpieces but one is just slightly better and i gotta go with avengers see i'm gonna do i'm gonna use the same argument but go for winter soldier mm-hmm. because as a movie it's just slightly better mm-hmm. yep yeah, winter soldier virginia yeah. what about you Winter Soldier. Then that that's that's and then my vote doesn't matter so okay but but tell us anyway tell us anyway go on the record i was gonna say the avengers but uh, we'll say <laughs> Captain America the Winter Soldier is the best, in our opinion, is the best movie of Phase 1 and 2. And this movie will go on. We'll do another episode. Uh, Christopher D. Philippus is going to join us. And we're going to put this against whoever wins for Phase 3. And that will decide who we determine to be, the which movie we determine to be the best movie of the MCU so far. So, 
Now, I can't be on this next episode, but I do have to say my favorite MCU movie period is Doctor Strange. You can watch it on its own. It's a completely standalone experience, and it's unique, original, has a crazy villain. Mm -hmm. I've watched that one probably more than anyone. I started to watch it last night. I wanted to watch a Marvel movie last night. I started to watch that, and then I ended up watching Spider-Man Homecoming instead. And... uh, so yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. <laughs> it's good too. <laughs> I, I I just I can't be there, so I have to stand up for Doctor Strange now. <laughs> all right. Well, why don't you go ahead and let everybody know where they can find you? You can find all my stuff on Fandom, which is a podcast that celebrates pop culture. We talk about a lot of nerdy stuff, much like Cosmic Potato Network. Uh, website is fandompodcast.com or we're part of the Geek Nerd Network. All right, Virginia. Where can we find you? Um, you can find me right here on the cosmic. You can find me right here on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network, where I co-host a show called "Wait You've Never Seen" with my boyfriend Shane, where we talk about movies and TV shows that one of us has never seen. All right, Rick. Go to StarbaseCommand.net, where you can see some amazing artwork by uh, by both Brandon and Scott. Uh, and uh, <laughs> Starbase sixty six, open the iris, infinite diversity, Trek no babble. Uh, and Analyzing Doctor Who are the shows that are therein can be found there. All right. And, and I'll go creep, creep go around. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> and Scott? Uh, you can find me various places here on the Cosmic Potato Podcast Network, including my own show, The Prime Direction. Uh, you can find that also on Twitter at Prime Direct Pod. Um, and for any of my uh, freelance graphic artwork, you can find that on Twitter at Planet Rise or go to my website, www.planetrisecreative.com. All right. And uh, stay tuned. Announcer Nate will let you know how you can uh, contact us and all that good stuff. I do want to make a quick announcement. I'm doing a podcasting experiment. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know if it's something that's going to keep happening, but I am launching a podcast uh, called Conference Room 5 Minutes. Uh, the first episode should be coming out this week. Actually, the first two episodes will be this week. And I'm going to be breaking down every episode of The Office and reviewing them in five-minute episodes. So Ooh, uh, Five minutes are hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah. So, be, be checking uh, the Facebook group for that because that first episode should probably drop on Sunday, August uh, 2nd, which is probably the same day that this episode is dropping. So <laughs> so if you're hearing that's this, tomorrow. go check that out. Yeah, it's tomorrow for us. So, All right. Uh, so that's going to do it for us. Uh, be sure to join us next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast. Thanks, and bye-bye. Thank you for joining us. You can contact us by joining our Facebook group, following us on Twitter, or sending an email to CosmicPotatoPod at gmail.com. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and at CosmicPotatoNetwork.com. Be sure to join us again next time on Cosmic Potato, the Super Fan Talk Podcast.